and welcome to the Sullivan County Democrat podcast. I'm co-editor Joseph Abraham. While you may have been accustomed to the twice-weekly episodes looking at each paper, we've decided to shake things up. Each Friday, we'll recap the top stories of the week. Let's start with the tale of two LDCs. The Sunset Lake Local Development Corporation recently recommended three companies to the county legislature to operate the care center at Sunset Lake and the Certified Home Health Agency, both based in Liberty. Those companies are the Grand Healthcare System, Infinite Care Management, and Vestricare slash the McGuire Group slash Absolute. A small group of residents have showed up at multiple meetings of the county legislature to voice their opposition to the Grand Healthcare System, which operates 17 nursing facilities in New York State. Kat Scott, whose mother is a resident at the care center, and who has been an outspoken advocate to keep the care center county-owned, said there have been multiple reports of poor quality of care at the Grand's nursing homes. She said a viral social media video came out in August from a woman who was a resident at a Grand nursing home in Rome, New York, and said she experienced neglect. Scott said, quote, The idea of that organization taking control of our care center has me terrified. They are unacceptable. The Grand's Rome facility has an overall two-star rating on Medicare.gov. Chairman of the Sunset Lake Local Development Corporation, Lowell Feldman, said the LDC had done their due diligence and that there are many factors that go into a facility's rating. Legislators are also considering Infinite Care Management, which operates 18 nursing facilities in New York and the state of Florida, Investricare slash the McGuire Group slash Absolute, which operates 19 nursing facilities in New York State and Michigan, including the Roscoe Nursing and Rehabilitation Center. Yesterday, the county legislature had the opportunity to publicly interview the three finalists. You can read more about this in this Tuesday's Democrat. While the care center has been front and center, another local development corporation has been conducting business. Part of the mission of the Sullivan Broadband LDC is to engage strategic partners and establish the necessary relationships to secure access to a broadband signal and to subsequently market the signal at an affordable rate to prospective end users. A request for proposal, or RFP, for the management and monitoring of the county's wireless broadband network was sent out last Friday, according to Sullivan Broadband Local Development Corporation Board Chair Michael Brooks. The RFP deadline is Wednesday, February 17th. Brooks, who is also the vice chair of the county legislature, said, quote, This is obviously such an important piece for the county. We're early on in the process and there's a lot of work to be done, but we want to roll this out as quickly as possible because the need exists right now. Brooks explained that the county is in an envious position because they already have the communication towers and don't need to start from scratch. The county is looking at additional locations where they can provide service, but the first would be a tower near the new county jail in Monticello, which Brooks said could begin offering service as early as April. Switching to some tragic news out of Swan Lake, the New York State Police have charged two Walden residents in connection with a double murder and robbery that took place in Swan Lake in the early morning hours of January 14th. Chastity Cutway and David Host were both arrested and charged with first-degree murder and first-degree burglary, both felonies. State police allege that Cutway and Host, quote, did intentionally cause the death of Glenn Travis and Derek Travis at their Murphy Road residence in Swan Lake. Cutway and Host were arraigned in the town of Bethel Court the same night. State police were assisted by the Sullivan County District Attorney's Office, the Sullivan County Sheriff's Office, 
and the Village of Walden Police Department. In the town of Bethel, 2020 was a great year for building. Revenue with the town building department increased 70% from last year, with 2020 revenue totaling $90,995, compared to 2019 revenue totaling $53,321. Construction spending in the town of Bethel totaled over $13 million in 2020, more than double construction spending in 2019, which totaled $6,504,073. According to B.J. Gettle, Building Department Enforcement Officer, there are 41 new homes in Bethel and over 300 municipal sales made in 2020. By comparison, in 2019, there were nine new homes. While the pandemic hasn't hindered building in Bethel, it has affected countless individuals in different ways. For some, it has been the loss of loved ones, and for others, the pandemic's effect on the economy has caused financial hardships. The Sullivan County Department of Family Services has been working with local partners to assist those going through tough times. This has included those dealing with a housing crisis. The New York State Legislature passed an act at the end of December to extend the eviction moratorium until May 1, 2021. The moratorium prevents landlords from evicting tenants who have, quote, endured COVID-related hardship. The eviction moratorium has had some unintended consequences. DFS Commissioner John Little says homelessness in the county is well below what they normally see at this time of year. However, they are seeing higher demand for some related services. For example, requests for financial assistance with the maintenance of home heating systems has doubled compared to last year. Little said, quote, We are also concerned that the depression and anxiety some people experience is being made much worse by the pandemic and is resulting in the escalation of substance use disorders. For more on the efforts of the Department of Family Services and their local partners, check out the article in today's paper. Another major topic regarding the pandemic are vaccinations, and the Town of Liberty is helping in that effort. During the regular board meeting in Liberty on Tuesday, Supervisor Frank DeMeo reported that the medicine shop, located in the Colonial Square Mall on Route 52, will be receiving COVID-19 vaccinations. While the medicine shop does not have the space to administer the vaccine, they were talking with the town council about securing a place for a few days to give shots to seniors and the most vulnerable in the community. A call to medicine shop revealed that the staff does not have any information regarding the vaccine, but referred everyone to liberty.medicineshop.com. Supervisor DeMeo proposed a motion to authorize them to use the senior center at 119 North Main Street to administer the COVID-19 vaccine for senior citizens. The town board did not yet announce specific dates and times for when the COVID-19 vaccinations would be made available by appointment, but Supervisor DeMeo said they would announce those as soon as they could. Local law enforcement had a busy Wednesday responding to a series of bomb threats. Shortly before and around 11 a.m., three separate bomb threats were called in to the McDonald's on Route 42 in Monticello, the nearby Walmart, and the McDonald's in Liberty. According to New York State Police Troop F Captain Riva Navarro, the calls appear to have generated from an out-of-state caller. State Police canine units swept each location and did not detect any explosives. The Village of Liberty Police Department responded to the bomb threat made to the McDonald's on Sullivan Avenue in Liberty around 10.50 a.m., according to Detective Sergeant Stephen Degata. Building was secured, cleared, and searched. There was no device found, said Sergeant Degata. At this time, we don't believe that anyone was in any danger at any point, but we're obviously investigating the threat actively to see who placed it. The Village of Liberty Police Department is working with the State Police in a joint investigation into the incidents along with the State Police Bureau of Criminal Investigation 
and the Sullivan County Sheriff's Office. Although the incidents occurred simultaneously as the presidential inauguration of Joe Biden that took place in Washington, D.C., State Police Public Information Officer Steve Neville said there was, quote, no indication that this was politically motivated. Additional stories in today's Democrat include a former Nailsburg resident being arrested in connection to the Capitol attack, a 50-year president reflecting on her time with the Livingston Manor Free Library, the local chapter of the NAACP awarding four members of the community, and in sports, we continue to explore the legacy of late Roscoe legend Fred Ahart. That's all for this week's recap. Want more news from the Sullivan County Democrat? We're on newsstands across the region, online at scdemocratonline.com, and can be followed on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to subscribe to the paper, you can call 845-887-5200. We hope everyone has a great weekend, and as always, thank you for listening.